0: Hello and welcome to A Pair of Dice Lost podcasting channel, my name is Brendan, and I'll be your storyteller for the evening. I wanted to remind you all that until the 9th of May, we are still running the Become Like a Dragon-Blooded promotion for our players. All you need to do is answer these questions. What was the theme behind the naming convention for Episodes 11-16 through 16 and Episodes 17-21? through 21? For each correct answer to those two questions, I will be giving our players some extra bonus XP. Send your answers to our Twitter or Gmail to help our players become like a Dragonblooded. All the info for submitting your responses will be in the episode description. Now, on to the episode proper. When last we left our group of friends, they had finally met with Leonard's mother, as well as learned the unfortunate truth about Dylan Bartello. Now that they know exactly what is coming their way, the group is given a time limit to prepare for the final confrontation beneath Brooklyn. Liv and Leonard head off to the land of ice and snow, and Chez, while Marcy and Cass return to Brooklyn to deal with things back home. With only a season to prepare, it's up to our heroes to save the world from a very John Carpenter-esque fate. Stay tuned and find out on this episode of Exalted vs. World of Darkness, Friendly Neighborhood Exalts, episode 24, Double Trouble. as that uh, mystical secrets were revealed to you all last game with the uh, the, the true final level 99 final boss that, uh, that Tyler must defeat. Um, you guys, I believe, are still in the Van Zandt estate for now. Um, are there any questions that you may need to ask these people before
1: heading back to town? Well, to the city.
2: Will they help us if we need them with this crazy?
1: Yeah, ask my family to die for us.
2: Think about it this way. If they don't help us, they're probably going to die anyways. Yeah. Feel free to try to argue that logic.
1: I will. They won't die because I'm going to stop.
0: The girls nod gravely and um, Leonard's mother uh, does shake her head. Uh, She is still in a pretty beat up condition. Uh, Even with exalted healing, this is the best that she's gotten after after four months of healing after a big fight in September. Or three months, I guess.
1: It probably wouldn't hurt to look through the library to see if they've got any books on uh where the blade part of the first
3: sword might be oh that's a good question i meant to ask has has mama van zant just been healing naturally or has someone actually tried to like medicine her
0: okay so um to answer tyler's question since that is the more pressing one uh no she has not received any medical attention do you actually i guess you probably ask her don't you
3: certainly Um, uh, I might like ask a few questions first be like ma'am have you just like did you just like rub dirt in your battle wounds and not see a doctor
0: now now listen here I I most certainly did not rub dirt in my battle wounds I I'm a I'm a
3: it's an expression but yeah
0: oh yeah no I I cauterized them Uh, there are some uh, very there are some healing burn marks
3: on her do I think that medically I may be able to offer assistance? Uh yeah, you could probably help her out. Ma'am, could could you do me a favor? How about I make another cup of coffee and you just sit on for a minute and I uh I have some medical training. Maybe I can
0: help. Oh then I'd sure I'd sure appreciate that. That'd be uh that'd be right kind of
3: you. Then I'll do that and hope that I don't botch every medicine roll that I have ever rolled ever, even though I have ten dice in it.
0: You can also uh Excellency it since, you know, you're going to basically just get your uh your essence back after this scene, more or less.
3: I didn't pick up the Excellency. Oh, no. I, okay. I never have.
2: Yeah, neither have I. I only just got an Excellency, and that was for firearms this last session.
3: But I do have uh, Through Dead Eye. It gives me plus two on medicine rolls, which I'll use that. Yeah, that's a pass. Okay. So, yeah. So, so you can auto autos-
0: Yep, and then just give me that uh intelligence and medicine roll. Wow. Wow. Wow, bud. Um I hate- Give me, so give, me role. So give me another roll. Give me another roll.
4: Of course. That
2: I feel like that's literally both ends of the spectrum. That's ridiculous.
3: Literally every time I try to do literally what I built my character to be good at, it just decides to fuck me in the ass with this shit. I hate it.
0: Okay, so we're gonna take that first role as you are uh inspecting her wounds and everything and you are just straight up not used to uh another exalted's physiology it's human but different it's like uh especially since she's an she has the blood of elemental dragons running through her and you can assume from her comment that she's fire aspected like the first roll, uh, uh which basically got a net of like zero like you didn't botch on it but basically like it took you by surprise when you like took her temperature and like the the thermometer was unable to read it because her temperature was too high. Right. Um. It. it I'll take that first role as like you're just getting used Criage. to the. Yeah. Yeah. You're you're getting used to the, uh, the fineries of dealing with someone who literally is a manifestation of the five elements, and she's kind of like. Walking you through it, being like, no, 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 that's normal, that's normal, that's normal. Like you're trying to apply normal human uh, physiology to uh, a dragon blooded woman. Fair enough. And then once that, you know, you go through uh, a lot of stuff and she corrects you on some things, that's when that you actual me- that's when that you start applying the actual medical knowledge. You manage to more or less get her to the point where that uh, in a few weeks' time, she could be battle ready as opposed to, um, The six months that it would take her, uh, by her estimate. Nice. There were, um, to put it lightly, there were a few things that uh, during the last major battle that she had that had embedded themselves in her that you had to remove, um, that had slowed her healing down to a fraction of what it used to be.
3: But everything went well, they came out fine? Correct. Nice. Nice.
0: Um, Cody, as far as going through the library and trying to find something about the blade for the first sword, that is definitely going to be an, I'm going to say, an intelligence and an occult roll.
1: Oh, man, this is going to be so good. Um,
0: It is going to be, um, I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you the choice of doing things. Uh, How many dice do you roll for this? One whole die. Okay. Yep. I was going to give you a choice, but now that you've rolled it, nope. you don't find anything on this thing. At some point, uh, Cass probably walks in or Marcy, uh, whichever one of you guys wants to. And if they want to help you try and find it, they are welcome to.
1: But I'm only going to let one of them help, if that makes sense.
2: Is it an intelligence and a cult? Yes. That would be five dice for me.
1: You walk in and see Leonard reading a coloring book upside down.
2: Hey, Britt, how many dice would intelligence and occult be for you? Um,
4: intelligence is three, occult is two, so five. So either
2: one of us. And I I know Tyler's really good on that, but too bad he's helping, uh, you know, Letty's mom. I mean, I could roll if you
4: want. Sure, go ahead.
0: Okay, Britt, go ahead and give me an intelligence and occult roll, and I'm going to say that with Leonard's Idetic memory and knowledge of the library. Um, give me an extra die, and the difficulty is going to be a five. Um, oh yeah,
1: me identic memory.
4: And what exactly are we rolling for? Like exactly?
0: Um, exactly. Lenny wants to try and find. Uh, if you recall from the heist mission, Leonard picked up a sword hilt that he wa- right. that he wants to try and find the blade of it.
4: Have fun with that. So, and you said add an extra die, so that's six.
0: Yep, and it's only difficulty five. That looks like four successes to me.
1: Yeah. All
0: right, so it takes uh, it takes a while, but as an early Christmas present, I guess, or, well, no, I guess as a Christmas present at this point, because I think in-game it's like Christmas, Marcy does come across a book that has uh, drawings of ancient weapons. And as soon as that she opens up a page, um... Lenny, you notice that there are um, pictures for giant swords called Diclaves that look very similar to uh, the hilt that you stole.
1: Using my uh, eidetic memory, like, is there any way to be like, that's the hilt? Or is it just, in general, these weapons look like that weapon?
0: It's just, in general, those weapons look like that weapon.
1: Gotcha. Oh hey, that looks that looks like the hilt that I got. That's a uh it's a bit of a blade on it. Huh. Hey, uh, hey Marcy. Yeah? Does does that book do those words say anything about where you find Diclaves?
0: So, Britt, what that the book does tell you is, is that Diclaves are ancient weapons made out of magical materials. The uh, a lot of the magical materials uh, the book states have been long lost, but every now and again, something comes along that uh, uh, every now and again, a a, a small deposit uh, is found. Oh, yeah, a small deposit of the magical material is found. It's very rare, but it does happen. Um, a lot of the... Um, it it, na- it names the substances though. Adamant Oralcum, star metal, jade, uh, moon silver, soul steel all of these things are uh, name uh, are names of uh, uh, magical materials that would go into making a dieclave
4: okay but does it say like like anything about how or where they're made like if it's anything like special?
0: It says that they have to be made by a master craftsman, and the last known uh, dieclave to be forged was made by something called a Jotun.
4: A Jotun?
1: Ah, you uh, bitch, I'm in. I'm you gonna sh-
4: re- relay this information, like kind of like find the passages and like of the of importance and read them out to Lenny.
1: Oh, so, so you mean that guy could have made me a sword? And he not, that's rude. We robbed a museum for him. He could've he could have said something. I guess we gotta track down Mr. J.
4: To make the sword?
1: Yeah, you said it was made by Jotun.
4: I mean, that's what this this says. The text
0: specifically says it was made by a Jotun, not by the Jotun. But if you wanna let Lenny think that uh that 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 guy from the Heist did it, then you know, maybe he's not wrong. That guy was made of a lot of metal.
4: I mean, was he a Jotun, or was he the like, or was that just his name?
0: Uh, that was just his name, but you know, I'll, I'll tell you right now, like that—that oh, that well,
1: is the person.
4: Part- <laughs> I'm gonna tell him that it says a Jotun, not like referring to someone by name as Jotun.
1: Oh, so it's lowercase J. Yeah. Oh. Huh. Okay. Um, Brendan. Yes. With
4: with uh Marcy's interest. In the cryptid sec, like cryptozoology stuff, would she know about Jotuns? Would they fall under that category?
0: Under cryptozoology, uh, like yes and no. They're more like mythological creatures, as opposed to like actual cryptids. But you know, they're they're probably pretty closely related to like Finnish trolls, which Dylan has told you before that he fought one once. Okay. Uh, so basically what I'm saying is is that it's like they do exist, as far as you know, but like no one's really seen one.
4: Gotcha. You know, just like Bigfoot, he exists, but no one's seen one. Alright, um, so yeah, I would, I would explain to Lenny, you know, this is more so talking about like a creature called a Jotun, not necessarily a person.
1: Oh, they're like those giant guys. Well, yeah. I guess we're going to Norway. Oh, uh, okay. Why
3: don't you just come to Wisconsin with me? It's basically American Norway.
1: You know, that isn't a bad idea. I do like traveling.
3: <laughs> <crab laughs> and also, I hear we have good cheese.
1: And ice cream. Now, if anybody needs any confirmation that it's basically American Norway, I've got an uncle in uh, Wisconsin who's named Donnie the Swede.
3: You know what? Fucking fair. Dude, Wisconsin's totally American Norway, and no one can change my mind.
0: Um, okay. like, if you yeah. actually
3: look at it objectively, I'm pretty sure the, the Midwest accent is almost a Norse accent, or uh, like a Nordic accent, if you twist it the right way. Yeah.
0: So, um, you guys uh, head out of the library back to where the, where the group is hanging out. I assume that you relay this information to Cass, as you guys tend to, as she is kind of your information broker.
1: I don't know, is she going to tell me that my best friend is sidereal? <laughs> big doubt.
2: Do you want me to break the trust to your best friend?
1: I mean, and nah. p-
2: and potentially have him have to leave us because he's found out. Fair.
0: Also, let's don't be real. Test me. Let's be real here. If even if Cass did tell Lenny that uh Terry is actually the scenario James Bond, um, Lenny would just stare at Cass and go, "Yeah, big if true."
1: Yeah.
3: Pressing X for doubt.
0: Yeah, yeah. Lenny would press X for doubt, even even if he saw Terry just start shooting like finger guns and like doing
3: Serenity's charms. Yeah, yeah.
1: You're probably right. (laughs) Besides, cars from his weak old hot dog.
3: Also, it wouldn't be his finger guns. He would just have guns bolted to his hands.
1: Yeah, but yeah, gonna go ahead and relay the information with Cass.
2: So, do you want me? to look into this Jotun guy and see if he can actually do something or are we going to look for an actual Jotun?
1: Does your name thingy work on inanimate objects or just people?
2: I want to say people. Let me think for a second. It, uh, it, it says individual's true name. So technically I believe that counts as a person. However, I do have Charlotte that might be able to find the information out for me.
1: Yeah, because Marcy says it's not Jotun the guy we did the robbery for. It's Yotun, the giant people.
2: I, guess I, I can try yeah. and ask her to see if she can find out who could actually make this. What, was, what did you say it was called again?
1: The First Sword.
2: Okay, also, why don't you ask our, uh, our friend that we also
4: got from the heist. Maybe they would know. Especially since they're called, weren't they called something like the First Beast or something like that? They are.
1: Yeah, but they're called the First Beast for, I'm pretty sure, a different reason than this being called the First Sword.
2: But they were kind of in the same exhibit, so to speak. So maybe. But for now, I'm just gonna pull Charlotte basically kind of out of the ether and ask her to go and search for someone who could who knows how to repair this sword and just let her go on the strings of fate.
0: Um Charlotte kind of looks around and then scurries down a drain and is gone for a moment. Charlotte will return in a, in in a little bit with that information.
2: Well, I have to roll for it. Right. Wow. 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 Dice Parker says screw you tonight.
0: I mean, technically, you can just keep rolling for it. It's not like I can stop you.
2: It's true. I can literally just keep doing it. Nothing says that I I have to, you know, just just stop. I can spend essence to make it automatically succeed, but I'm not.
0: You are totally allowed to do that. And like I told Tyler, you guys are basically about to regen essence after this scene.
2: Oh, yeah, that's true. All right, then I guess I'm just going to burn through some essence then to find out that information.
0: Uh, Okay, you you basically burn an essence and... Charlotte hops out of the uh, out of the drain like five minutes later, and uh, comes up and just like whispers some information to you in in spider talk. Um, that information is basically that uh, the closest thing that it can find that could make a dieclave is out in the Midwest.
2: <laughs> I relay that information to everybody. Midwest.
3: Looks like we're getting some cheese, folks. <laughs>
2: So you guys are going to head out to that area. Are you going to be okay on your own? Because there's actually some stuff I wouldn't mind taking care of around here while you guys are gone.
1: Yeah, I'll my be hometown. fine on my own. I'll have to
3: live with My hometown is the epitome of boredom. Don't worry.
2: Well, I have some people I want to talk to. Um, basically, I have it handled if you'd like. Yes, uh, if you guys can handle that and do whatever you need to do, I'm gonna go and talk to some friends, and hopefully not get shot, and maybe murdered, and recruit some
4: people to help us deal with this amalgamation that's growing.
3: Well, if you have to die, die loudly.
4: Do you, you want me to go with you, Cass, since the boys are doing their thing? Unless you want to go out to what is apparently the boring Midwest,
2: but considering one of the people I want to talk to isn't too keen on me
4: and seems to like you. I think it might be best then if I go with you. Yeah, probably.
0: To clarify uh, some things here, um, before that you all split off to go and have your own separate adventures, uh, mostly because I've kind of talked with the group uh, outside of the podcast to kind of figure things out, is is that we are going to start working towards uh, planning the final confrontation. How you guys do that is uh, is all up to you, but I will let you all know that there is uh, basically Dylan and Terry and uh, Mama Van Zant have given you all the information that the final day to do anything that you planned is going to be March twentieth. You guys have from Christmas till March twentieth to make plans. Uh, obviously, in game, not. Uh, not not the actual time that it is in real time. Because according to uh, Terry's sources with the local spirits, the astronomical signs and everything, that is when the red star is going to be closest to the planet and is going to cause this thing to wake up. So basically, yeah, on the 21st is when it uh, so literally the first day of spring, this thing is going to wake the fuck up.
2: So... In theory, we might actually want to attack it before that day because it'll still be slumbering and maybe we can get the jump on it to possibly some degree. Not likely, but a maybe.
0: Right, exactly.
1: An extra punch never hurt nobody.
0: Um, Basically, a lot of the things that you guys have to consider from uh, information that Dylan and uh, Mama Van Sant gave you about the uh, Ravnos Antediluvian is that sunlight is not going to just straight out kill this thing. Going, uh, it going topside from the subway, like there's going to be no hiding that supernaturals exist. You guys might just want to kind of come to peace with that, uh, once it, once this, uh, fight happens. Get as many allies as you can to help out. Also, you want to make sure to clear out. Clear out Brooklyn, if not the other surrounding boroughs of New York, on the island, because this can, thing can just grab people and start healing. The more people are around, the more health that you, the more health and the more innocent people that you guys have to like burn through to actually get it taken out.
2: So something I had, I had already talked to Brendan about is I'm gonna play my favorite thing, which I end up doing usually for some reason. Um, whether it's actually my favorite thing or not, I don't know. It just ends up being how it is. I'm going to go and collect allies, and it's going to be one of those situations of, I get it, you hate us, I hate you, we all hate each other, but this thing will murder all of us, so let's just work together and murder it before we don't exist anymore, okay? Okay, good.
1: You're telling me sometime in mid-March we've got to lock down New York City?
2: Uh, not locked down. Basically, one of my ideas is why don't we call it a bomb threat to clear out the place?
1: That's gotta be like a nuclear bomb threat.
2: But we gotta think of some way to clear them out, and it's either super exposed supernaturals and basically let them wreak havoc to scare people out, or try and call something in realistic and get them out of there. But either way, it's we have to clear out a whole place, or it, they're literally just going to be fodder to fuel this thing. I
3: have a, an, I have an idea. We could always, you know, what would scare New York? Floods. Snow would just
1: release that Stygian curse, and then everybody turns to dust. So there's nobody there for it to eat.
0: No. <laughs> oh, why are you? Why are you the monster? Tyler's supposed to be the monster.
2: I mean, it'll handle a little bit of overpopulation. It'll clear the area out and not give it health potions to snack on. Um,
0: Super contagious.
2: Yep, yep, it is.
3: Yeah, I'm gonna say hard no on that one, bud.
2: But it's not an awful idea.
3: It's a pretty awful idea. Awful, yes. Effective, yes.
2: One of these yeses is better than the other.
3: Also, I had a side question. Uh, what quantifies something is being able to be consumed by the uh by the flesh monster? Does it have to just be like? meat? Or does it have to be a living human?
0: It has to be a living human. Vampires draw no sustenance from the dead humans. Perfect.
2: You got you got the flowy blood. Is it is it going I through mean, your veins?
0: It, it it can it well no actually no with how high this generation is it cannot even get uh, Brendan knows why I'm asking.
2: I know why you're asking. He might have said some things.
0: It uh it, it can't get uh it can't get nutrition from animals anymore either. Oh, ooh. Ooh. or. Or vampires. Also, it can get a lot of nutrition from vampires.
2: Wait, it can or can't? Because I heard can. both. Can. Okay, that's what I thought.
0: Give, give, uh, if it were to feed on a uh, a Zemisi that was in a relative generational bracket, um, it could basically treat that thing as a full elixir. Gross. But luckily enough, Zemisi of that uh, particular generation are extraordinarily rare.
3: Well,
2: yeah. The, the generation you're about to have us fight is ridiculous.
1: Yeah, because antediluvians are, what, two or three? Three. Three. Yeah, rough.
2: But yes, I, if Britt wants to come with me, if Cass and Marcy want to go and be like, cool, you remember how uh, we hate each other? Uh, well, I bet you, I know something that you hate more than us that's going to murder you more likely than we are. And also be like, hey, remember how we're good friends? Help us.
1: Yeah, we're job security. They in the world. So Yeah.
2: I'm down. Cause my manipulation is four, so it's it's decent. Like I I I can talk to people relatively well and manipulate them to do things. But I'm not super charismatic per se.
1: My is one. My
2: charisma
4: is four and my manipulation is three.
2: Yeah, so you'll you'll be more able to like Yeah, you'll you'll be more likely to be able to like charm them and be personable, whereas I'm gonna be, like, the lay down the... the, Look, if you don't want to agree with us, that's fine. We're gonna agree to disagree that we hate each other, but there is a bigger threat here that you need to recognize as an actual threat, and that we need to deal with, and then we can go back to, you know, mutual hatred. Yeah, I already told Brendan that I'm looking to call in, um, any exalted connections we have, talk to, um... Uncle Dylan and see if we can get any demonic connections. I want to go and talk to the vampires in the tower and get connections from them. I want to go and talk to Francesca and be like, look, fuck the technocracy. But, yo, this thing. My my whole plan is literally this thing over here. Gestures broadly to the whole subway. This is a problem.
1: Look. Fuck the police, (laughs) but...
3: We could flood New York. They would have to evacuate. This isn't Florida. People are actually scared of hurricanes.
2: Who's scared of hurricanes? Like, that stuff is just mundane.
3: You know what? Go walk your alligator. Uh, this is real people talk. <laughs>
2: Dude, I work. when I used to be able to sleep before LARPing, I would sleep through hurricanes. I woke up in the morning and we had a tree falling outside of my window. My mom's like, yeah, the hurricane passed
4: through last night. I was like, oh, really? Huh. Weird. What you do is you just age everybody to where they want to retire, so they all retire in Florida.
3: You know how much essence that would take?
2: I'm still on the Dostygian curse plan.
3: <laughs> no, no, no. What you need to do is talk to Uncle Dylan about flooding the New York sewer system. They'll have to evacuate, them.
1: Doesn't the sewer system overflow into the subway?
3: It also is, like, right next to the Hudson River. Just flood the Hudson River. It'll flood New York.
1: Yeah, and drown this as Meaty while it's sleeping. Problem solved.
3: Except that
0: vampires don't need to breathe. Yeah, they
2: don't.
1: Now we've got sea vampires. But it'll, but it'll get all the people. It'll get all the out of the way,
3: though.
2: Will it though? Like, how stubborn do you think people it, it are? It will at
3: least minimize the impact.
0: Well, I'm sure that you guys can figure out something to uh, spook a bunch of people in Brooklyn out of their homes, or at least the majority of them.
2: Just unleash ghosts and just have them shatter things. I mean.
0: I'll that's the building. That's also not a terrible idea just unleash ghosts on you know, people. I think I
3: think wasting our ghost population to scare people away rather than helping them fight the demon that we have to confront is a very poor call.
2: To some degree we're probably going to waste one of our resources just to get people out unless we just don't care about the people but that's going to make our job infinitely harder.
3: Look, I'm telling you, we just flood the Hudson River and then most uh, not all of the, not all of them will leave, but a good chunk of them will leave and that'll minimize dip
0: Okay so while that that sounds super cool I will ask this um if you flood New York to the point that people do leave how are you getting into the subway system
3: Mm, curse you and your logic swimming I think that you guys still need to breathe I almost don't need to breathe okay I don't think Uh,
4: give
2: me me, me one second I might have a thing for that (laughs)
3: I'll uh, just heavenly guardian
1: technique against o- oxygen deprivation.
3: pair the human act of needing to breathe.
1: <laughs> yeah.
4: Flip a boat upside down and just be underneath of it. Be fine. That be actually down.
3: works, weirdly
1: enough. For a short amount of time, because you will run out of oxygen in there, too.
4: Alright,
2: so if I can dynamic larp myself into a supernatural, can I dynamic larp myself into something that doesn't need to breathe? <laughs> I can do no. supernatural being and no. charlatan. So can no. I be a charlatan no. who convinces people and itself? Like, use the the uh, Mulcavian, you know, high-level thing where I can just pretend I don't have to breathe. Instead no, of, you, know, you, don't,
0: you don't get your own new character sheet.
3: <laughs> before, we, before we enter giving Brendan and yours a mode, how about we get back on topic?
2: We didn't enter that mode yet.
3: I'm
0: legitimately looking up if you
3: all need to fucking breathe.
2: I think it's, what is it, Dementation is the uh, Malkavian thing where you can basically deny the sun.
0: You don't get that. Just because you get to LARP as a supernatural being doesn't mean you get their powers.
2: But what if, Brendan?
3: Okay, but here's a thought. What is the damage value of the impact of not breathing air on the human brain? Because I think my soul can compensate for that for, like, several hours.
1: (laughs) We're not. I love how me and Tyler aren't planning on getting rid of our need to breathe. We're just accepting that. Yeah, we can tank it.
0: I'm like not. I'm like 99% certain you guys do need to breathe. Though
2: I'm also probably about 90% certain that we have to breathe, and I don't have the skill that lets me just say fuck everything.
1: I swim so fast now I could just swim in there and you know swim in, swim out.
2: Well, you're strong enough. Maybe you can literally just pull one of us each in and out.
3: I actually, ironically, don't think I need to breathe air. I shouldn't think you're right. Like breathing is kind of a novelty.
0: Okay, so we can figure out how you guys are going to deal with that uh, at another point. I still think the ghosts might be your best bet.
3: I or ghosts are fighting things. Oh, uh, who knows? Who leave. knows how many ghosts I can angle up.
0: I mean, you did get given that idea by uh, legally distinct Skelly to. Uh, make life better for a bunch of ghosts in new york city so you know if you make all of them all their lives better like maybe they'd be all willing to owe you a bunch
3: of favors yeah and also just get some wisconsin ghosts for my other plan
1: yeah but just because they can walk among us doesn't mean they can't also help us when the time comes like unleash your other plan a little early and i'm pretty sure that'll start clearing out new york city
3: oh man oh man hey christina How hard would it be for you to to superimpose yourself as a really high-end museum manager again?
2: Not at all. I already have the established LARP character for it.
3: I need a museum full of a bunch of wax sculptures, stat. I'm talking a terracotta army of wax sculptures in New York City within the next three months.
2: Uh, we could probably... Is is there a terracotta thing?
3: No, no, no. That was an example of how many I need.
2: Uh, okay. I mean, what about taking possession of dinosaurs?
3: I'm going to Wisconsin for wax sculptures.
2: Yeah, I was going to say, isn't Liz's
4: parents, like, specialize
2: in wax sculptures? Liz's parents are secretly Mr. and Mrs. Smith, and you can't convince me otherwise.
3: We'll we'll figure the ghost plan out later on.
4: What if we get a kaiju and release it in New York? How far away is Japan? Can we get Godzilla? Well, is he, like, an exalted or a supernatural being? If he's a supernatural being, can you dynamic warp as Godzilla? Uh, yes, technically.
3: Guys, come on. (laughs) <laughs> you
0: know, so, honestly, that would get people running pretty quick.
4: Right? I've seen enough movies to know what happens. Ooh! Zombies.
0: No, uh, it wouldn't work. Yeah, but no. This, this year has literally proved that
3: that wouldn't work.
2: You're right. I'd more likely so, get Kai- shot in the head. So, Kaiju.
3: You know, I do have corpse graft technique. To just go back
1: to the museum, unleash the Tyrannosaurus.
2: Yeah, but the problem is I heard somewhere that the bones they put on display aren't the actual bones. Oh,
1: I made sure that they were the actual bones before I took them. Yeah. Like, this one's the most complete one, so this one has the most actual bones of anywhere.
2: Also, what if we just release the first beast and scare people that way?
3: I'm pretty sure they <laughs> just just call the army. <laughs> I'm not sure the army can stop her.
0: So hear me out. Lenny and Liv take it- and Kurt. No, take take an off semester to go around to New York's greatest museums and start stealing every single dinosaur bone that they can find. And then Liv unleashes God. a bunch of dinosaurs.
2: Yeah, And the Declaration of Independence while they're at it.
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> gotta squirt some lemon juice onto the Declaration of Independence and start yelling about how you need a reagent. That fucking scene will always be stuck in my mind.
3: <laughs> we're overthinking it. we can I can leave all the ghosts and then I can just have all the ghosts go into their respective wax sculptures. It'll work fine.
2: Or you want to know what I want to move do. on.
3: That's what I want. <laughs> do,
2: do, do, you, do you know what would be really easy? And we are we're, we're overthinking it. Do you want to know who probably has access to like everything in New York?
1: Uh none of this matters because I'm currently on the uh American Museum of Natural History website in Tyler, they've got a mummified baby mammoth on exhibit right now.
3: That's it.
2: <laughs> we're putting a we're putting a mammoth into the. We're gonna
3: st- the we're New gonna York. send a mummified mammoth stomping down New York City with T Rex head, with T Rex arms, and like uh, a gigantic lizard tail. It'll be it'll it'll get the city evacuated.
2: I, I was just gonna have the technocracy hack everything and make people
3: leave. It's- oh yeah, New Yorkers would leave if you took away their Wi-Fi. So we have some sort of plan in place for that. Let's 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 go. Okay. Tyler wants his
4: cheese.
0: All right. So the boys are on the road. And they go to the town of Disco, Wisconsin. The boys have been uh, actually, how do you guys get there? That's a better question. Uh, do any of you have a driver's license or a car? I would
3: imagine that Liv probably drove to school from Wisconsin. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Just uh, flew. Cheaper than flights.
0: Yeah. Um, uh, I, I Tyler, do you, Tyler, do you have anything in uh, resources?
3: Where would resources be on the sheet? Backgrounds. Didn't know. All right, then. Disco is probably a pretty small town. You know, the kind of town where a wax sculpture artist and I'm... a horror mystery novelist would live.
0: Oh, I'm actually looking it up right now. Yeah? Wow. Um, Disco is an unincorporated community located in the town of Albion, uh, Jackson County, Wisconsin, United States. Disco's is eight miles west southwest of Black River Falls. It is basically like... Yeah, sure. It's a it's a town, and you just like air quotes it. It's, it's like
3: it's like one road, and there's a couple houses off the side of the road. It's it doesn't a community even t-
4: within a town.
0: It's a community within a town within the town of Albion that has a population of one thousand and ninety three people.
4: But it's its own place also because it's a it's a region not governed by a local uh, municipal corporation.
3: It's like uh, it's like Matthews. Matthews County is, like, right above where I live, and it's just out in the sticks, and, like, mm-hmm. five people live there. Yeah.
4: It's kind of like a township.
3: Exactly. Okay, so anyway, so the you... free go- state of Disco.
0: <laughs> so you go to the free state of Disco, <laughs> Wisconsin. On the way there, um, you are driving in a... I don't know, tower, what's a beat-up car? I don't know the breeds of cars.
3: Uh, it's probably, like, a really old Ford Pinto. Oh, I was gonna say Pinto.
0: You both are driving in... You both make the drive from New York City in a beat-up Ford Pinto to Disco, uh, Disco Wisconsin. I want to say it's probably like a two-day drive. I actually want to look that up, because I kind of, I, I kind of want to know how long that the both of you are stuck in the car together.
3: Cody, do you think it's Lenny would have been alone with Liv for a prolonged period of time during their friendship? Props not. I mean, yeah, probably not. Wait,
4: aren't you guys like in a room
1: at the Van Zandt? Ca- yeah. A car
3: ride is a different kind of alone.
1: See, I was just going to say, they're probably like, weird and
3: steal my dad's Ferrari, but Pintos work too. Like, most of that card is probably Louvre, like, telling Linny a bunch of facts about how Pintos explode. Right. And also, <laughs> yes. just very, very loud scream out music. So,
2: Alabama, New York, zip code 14013 to Disco Albion, Wisconsin, uh, 54659 is 12 hours and 40 minutes via I 90 West. It is eight hundred and thirty-seven point nine miles.
0: Well, there you okay. go. it's a it's a shitty ride, but it can be done.
1: Yeah, Lenny don't sleep at night, anyways.
0: Oh, oh, that's why. Because there's like giant fucking lakes in your way.
2: Yeah. Because
0: Alabama's right on the uh, right on the coast of Lake Erie, or not right on the coast, but it's pretty close. Basically, a suburb of Buffalo. So, yeah, so you guys go from uh, Alabama, you, you, you go through Buffalo, you stop in Cleveland to, I guess, see the Cleveland sites. Da Bears. You go there and see da Bears. Da Bears. <laughs> and then you guys, uh you know, stuck in, in there fighting over who gets to switch music to whatever. And then eventually you all bond over a thing of deep dish pizza as you pass through Chicago.
1: Ah, so much better than that
3: stuff they serve in New York. We should cut that. <laughs>
0: It stays in. The Chicagoans will kill us.
3: That's I'm, glad that they, I'm glad. I'm I'm glad the Chicagoans enjoy their pizza casserole, but it's not fucking pizza.
0: And then eventually, you guys get to Albion and uh, Disco, Wisconsin. It has. It is now uh, December 27th. Um, you guys have kind of. Uh, you know, you left on the 26th, and it's like early morning, like the 27th. Um, Liv's family. Um, is, uh, has a sleepy little college, little cottage in, uh, disco up on a hill. It looks, uh, picturesque, um, with a nice bright, uh, bright coat of paint. It looks well taken care of. Uh, the lawn is obviously dead because it's the winter and, uh, there's a little tire swing out on a, uh, single tree that, uh, a little Oliver might've once swung on.
3: Do you get, have you guys ever seen the movie, uh, the secret window? Yes. That's the house that I imagine the Lis Parrots live in.
0: Oh man! So wow.
3: Like- Fun fact: Wisconsin consumes ninety percent of the brandy consumed in the United States.
0: Cool. Okay, so you guys uh, come across the uh, the house of uh, Sandra and Christopher. <sighs> yep. Welcome home. Um, as the beat up Ford Pinto uh, sputters to a stop in its spot on the on the driveway. You can smell the first fresh pot of coffee for the day being brewed as you can see sleepy forms going going around the uh, the window as uh, the bean juice of life is being brewed
3: I can only imagine that neither Liv's father or mother ever really slept very normally because of their line of work <laughs> because Probably I imagine not. like a a, hor- a, a a horror mystery novelist cheated all her writing at like five in the morning because as you do when you're writing specifically something like that, it has to be, like, at 3 o'clock in the morning to actually create a juicy And I imagine Liz's dad, like, stayed up working all night.
1: <laughs> yeah, how do you sleep when you've got all those wax figures staring back at you? By making more, obviously.
3: What do you guys
0: do?
1: You ready, Lenny? Oh, yeah. It'll be great to see your family. Again. You,
3: you'll probably find them very welcoming. and uh,
1: Yeah, just like my family.
3: And, and I suppose they are. I just... It, it's hard to connect with them anymore. No. Like... They, they try hard to understand but they just don't <laughs> anyways Liv maybe gets it's out you car. that don't understand them but just kind of shrugs <laughs> okay
0: um so I guess you go up to the door do you knock do you just let yourself in what's the deal
3: mm. me Tyler would probably knock but Liv would probably just open the door and walk in because it's his house
2: it's technically your parents house
3: well yeah but like in, a college student's mind this is still like where you live you know I never knock before going into my parents' house. Neither do I.
2: I always but,
0: did. Be- but if I was
3: away it. for like four years some time, I probably would.
0: Okay, you open up the door. Also, um, because
3: I'm probably we probably didn't call ahead and let them know we were coming.
0: I don't think y'all did. You, you did not say anything about that.
3: Yeah, there was a reason for that.
0: Right. So, speaking of a reason for that, so you open up the door and there is a seven-foot-tall figure in front of you, branding, brandishing a machete, uh, hockey mask on, built like a fucking uh, wrestling man, and the clothes look lifelike and almost dripping. What do you do? It. Did you say you punch it?
1: Yeah. Let me, Go
0: please
4: ahead. don't punch this in the face.
0: All right, so after y'all's um, time in Alabama, New York, y'all go back to uh, New York City. Go back to uh, the. Go back to the. Uh, go back to Brooklyn. What do y'all want to do now that you're back in town?
4: Uh, I guess I can call. I can either call Francesca or I can just take Cass back to my apartment and uh, see if she's there. Do the second option and if that doesn't work, then we can do the first option. I'm sure you'd love to see your pets. Of course I would. I gotta check on my babies.
0: So both of you go back to uh, Marcy's apartment, uh, which is just a block or two away from uh, campus. Upon entering, you see that um, there's a very um, frantic-looking and honestly not okay Francesca (laughs) As animals are taken care of, but might currently be running the apartment. <laughs> there are at least three squirrels that you were in the process of taking care of uh, and nursing back to health that have since taken up residence in Francesca's side of the apartment despite her best uh, magically inclined efforts. Your fish have somehow increased you're not sure when this happened maybe francesca decided to get you more fish they're they're not the kinds of like bad fish choices that would cause like the other fish to revolt and murder each other but the fish tank is fuller than it was when you left
4: it's probably about the <laughs> it's guppies they breed like bunnies and they're live bearers they just don't stop
0: there is also um at least 3 pigeons flying around that you're not sure about <laughs>
3: That's New York baby. <laughs> this is New York baby. Is my cat okay? Ba-bing,
0: ba-boom, forget about it. <laughs> Your cat is lazing about like it has been overfed. Um, you know how how big of a chonker that Emily's cat is? Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of turned into that.
4: Beautiful.
0: Uh, Francesca clearly does not know. Like Francesca can take care of animals, but she doesn't know how to properly take care of animals.
4: I'm just gonna, I'm going to open the door and be like my babies i'm hot what is going on
0: Marcy, Marcy, this is not what it looks like we are uh, we were just having a big american party <laughs> i do that accent right now we were...
3: and then she we're sees in the german accent is so much more offensive than E Haw accent
0: <laughs> and then she sees uh cass and just kind of brushes a pigeon out of her hair and straightens herself up and just goes Miss Miss Cassandra I see that you've uh, decided to accompany my friend to her place of place of rest what can I help you with
2: well we were actually looking for you and figured this was the best first stop uh, got kind of a proposition for you
0: yes well I hope that uh, your proposition does not include breaking any more laws
2: ah uh, well. Yes, yes, it does. Um, it also potentially involves, you know, saving the city and everyone living here and possibly people beyond that.
0: What information do you have that we do not? Oh, my dear,
2: I have so much information. It's not even funny.
4: Uh, uh, Marcy's going to go into the kitchen and like, clean up any animal stuff off of the kitchen counters and like maybe start like some tea.
0: Yes, Phil. Well, um, alright Zen. uh, let us uh, let us commence with a bit of uh, information trade Zen, I will, in the fact that Marcy has invited you into our house, you are then accorded guest rights by blah 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 etc, etc. I'm making a deal with a fay here, jeez. I'm you're making, you're making a deal with a law student.
4: I'm going to look over at it's Francesca and just be like, I appreciate the uh, hospitality. Oh, and thank you for taking care of my animals.
0: Yes, well, uh hopefully you'll be in town for a while longer. This was uh, she kind of runs a hand through her like messed up hair. This was definitely an experience, but I think that if uh, if I ever have a pet, I'll make sure that my partner is the
1: person who uh, takes care of the pets.
2: So, oh, Cass is gonna sit down, maybe pet the cat if the cat comes around, or any of the other animals, um, and wait for Marcy to make tea or refreshments or whatever. And once yeah. everybody's sit down and chilled, uh,
4: I guess that's what we can kind of start. Um,
0: yeah, Marcy, so... Marcy's gonna make a
4: stand sit it down in front of everyone and then just take a seat with you guys.
0: So, as far as, uh, the animals are concerned, um, the animals react to Cass with, uh non-plusness, they basically kind of ignore Cass until Cass starts petting them and then they freak out. As if they were not expecting you to do something.
2: <laughs> I mean Arcane Four, I don't really exist to them.
0: Exactly. The only reason the only reason that you exist to Francesca is because that you are her rival. Yep. She she basically has a defining intimacy with you of I must beat you.
4: Meanwhile, I have two dots and allies With her as my ally.
2: Oh, two dots and rival.
4: Beautiful.
0: All right, Cody, make me an attack roll if you're going to just punch it. Can I make a roll to stop him from just punching it? You can, in fact, make some kind of... You can make an opposed attack roll to stop him from punching it.
3: Sure. Or, like, parry it?
0: Yeah, to basically parry his punch.
3: Or actually, can I just eat it? Like, not even, like, roll to stop him, but just, like, step in front of his punch so he punches me instead?
0: Uh, yeah, sure.
3: Five. Yeah, that's fine. I'll just eat it.
0: All right, um... You step in front of your your buddy's punch. Uh, Cody, roll damage. Uh, it's going to be your strength plus four.
2: His heart clearly wasn't in it.
0: Uh, Tower, go ahead and roll soak.
3: Okay. Actually, since we're like this, I'm just going to spend an essence to like take the full damage and then like regenerate it. He'll like, pop my jaw out of its socket and I'll just be like, Ugh, and snap it back in.
0: Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. You do that. Um, Lenny, as that your fight or flight instincts calm down after you just hit one of your friends that you just spent, uh, 12 hours in the car with, which, you know, pretty understandable reaction, uh, after spending 12 hours in the car with just about anyone. Yeah. I, was, you, uh, I let out a
1: most manly scream.
0: Yeah. You let out a very manly scream as, uh, something that has haunted your dreams, the form of Jason Voorhees lumbers in front of you. And then you just realize, man, that's just a really, really good wax sculpture. With an actual machete in its hands,
3: and you can see they have kind of like pop his jaw back into back into alignment and like rub it. Ugh, Cripes, Lenny, good one. It's just a sculpture, man.
1: But the why you get used to it.
0: Uh, you can hear the sound the the sound of your mother calling from the kitchen as that the sound of a punch reverberates through, and then you two are talking. Oh, hey there! Is that you, Liv? Are you back from uh from college?
3: Hey, Mom. Yeah, I'm back. Just thought I'd uh stop in for a check in. Oh, that's
0: just that's just nice of you, don't you know? That's a that's a real sweet sweet thing that you done there, boy. Boy, I uh I really do appreciate it. Hey, who's your big friend there? Uh, was he one of the buddy the one of the boys that was hanging out with you at the museum?
3: Yeah, Miss hey, Liv. Is, uh, this Liv. Kind of turns and gestures to Lenny Yeah, this is my uh, Roommate This is Lenny Lenny, this is my mother, Sandra
1: Nice to meet you again, Miss Liv's mom
3: Oh, you're
0: just so sweet
3: there, don't you know nope. Did we ever give Liv's Lou, family a last name? Uh, I don't think Jones. we did Oh, uh, was it Jones? Was it Jones? <laughs> yeah, that makes sense
2: Yes, it is Sandra
3: and Christopher Jones Perfect That's Just boring enough I see Pa's made a the sculpture, huh?
0: Oh yeah, he's just been working on that. There's a big horror movie show, uh, sh- uh, horror movie festival coming up, and, uh, he got commissioned to do, to do anything. She kind of looks at both of you, and just like, "Gee, yet?
3: It's been a, been a few since we've had anything to you. Uh, I, I smell you got some coffee on.
0: Oh yeah, I got, I got some of the old coffee going. I can get, I can get the both of you some, uh, some puppy chow if you want. Sounds
3: good, ma. Thank you.
1: So she's not gonna throw some sad belly on the uh, griddle and pour us up a little bit of moo juice.
3: I think she
0: will. She will do just and maybe. That.
3: Maybe maybe grill some cheese.
0: Oh yeah, uh, yeah no. If you you both want, I could make you both a grilled cheese.
3: No no no, Brendan. Wisconsin grilled cheese is not a grilled cheese sandwich. It's just cheese they put on a fryer, and, oh. uh, on like a skillet and fry it.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs>
3: And it's not like cheese that melts, either. It just gets, like, seared. It's, like, chewy. It's like cheese curds, but you fry it.
4: It's similar to the Wisconsin cheese bites you get at Sheets.
3: Yes, but not, like, deep-fried. It's, like, cooked on a skillet. Yeah. Pretty good, actually. I think I think bread cheese is what it's called. So, so uh, uh, we'll, like, go sit down in the kitchen and get a cup of coffee and...
0: Yeah, you both uh, sit down. Uh, do,
3: do Lou's family have pictures of him on the wall or anything?
0: Oh, they most certainly do. As an adorable child, to even the last day when the, he was going off to college,
3: uh, Cody, Liv looks. You uh, probably like remember vaguely what Liv looks like before, you know, dying and becoming uh, an abyssal. But he—it's a reminder of how big, how starkly different Liv looks now as, as compared to what he did when he went off to college. He had like brown, blonde hair and looked to be like. You know, like, supportive, but to be, like, supported and almost happy. Very kind of sad, even.
1: Gotcha. So it's pretty obvious that, uh, you are your dad's most favorite emotionless,
3: emotionless wax figurine. Ow. Well, Liv didn't really tell his family what happened, or, like, reach out to them when this, he just got, kept on keeping on, and they just, like, the time that Liv met with his family during orientation week, or, like, spirit week, was the first time they'd seen him like that.
0: And because they're so supportive, they just kind of went. Well, he's just going through a new phase, and we'll just support him if that's what he wants to do.
1: Is uh, is Paul sleeping?
0: Uh, no, I think that he's just finishing up that uh, that there Fred Krueger uh wax sculpture down in the basement. Right. Yeah all the all the burn marks. Uh, you know, it's a, it's a lot of intricate stuff. You know, he we had to he had to do a lot of research on it.
3: Yeah, I remember. I learned a lot about anatomy from watching, work working my finger.
0: So, what, uh, what, 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 what can we do? What can we do for you, uh, Liv?
3: <sighs> Just kind of, you know, it's been a while. I haven't really checked in with y'all. Times are weird.
0: Oh, yeah, that they are. But we're, uh, we're, we're getting through on the, uh, on the money there. You know, I mean, we, we can afford this nice little, little house. It's fine. You know, you don't have to worry too much about us. You know that your parents are super well off. The only reason that you're, uh, that they live out here is because they like the quiet. And also, the only reason that you, like, have such a shitty car is because you kind of, like, refused to take their money and wanted to prove that you could buy your own.
3: Right. <laughs> Not so much about my I uh, just, uh, I know that last time you saw me, I was, uh, I, I, I appeared different than I did before. Life has just been very, uh, strange. I'm sorry I haven't communicated all day.
0: Oh well, I mean, if you ever need something to get off your chest, kiddo, you just you just tell your mom. We uh, we're, you know that I'm here for you. I always have been.
3: Can I run a story idea by you that came to me weirdly one one night when I couldn't see?
0: Oh yeah, of course, there, hun.
3: So if you're writing a book, imagine that a very large city is going to be in a very like. Disastrous circumstance and you need to evacuate the city all of a sudden how would you as an author write that into your story?
0: So, um, you sit down and serve tea to everyone, uh, you're a gracious host, um, blah, 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 and you guys get to talking.
2: So, Brendan, since I already told you I want to talk to a lot of different people to kind of bolster our ranks and gain allies for this fight, do you want to do them all in this mini-session? Uh, do you want to take more time on certain ones? It says it's more or less going to be kind of the same argument presented for each one.
0: So I definitely want to take the time to role play out this first one, because I think that role playing out the, at least the first one is important. And then if you guys go to another one, who's going to be pretty agreeable with you, like literally the only thing that Francesca has against Cass is that your rivals and that you've been messing with the time space continuum. That's, that's literally it. That's her only reason for disliking you. It's not that you guys are exalted. It's not that you guys have done heists and everything. It's literally that you keep messing with time, and that's kind of her department.
2: Um. cup.
0: Yeah, pretty much. That's the only. That's the only reason that she's mad at you.
2: you get the figgity fuck over
0: it. I mean, not no.
2: Okay, so uh, give me a second. So we're gonna sit down and just kind of relax. I assume we're just, there's gonna be that awkward pause while we all sip and just munch for a second. And finally, Cass is going to look at Francesca. So, yes, I mess with time. It happens. It's because of what I am. The rest of us can all do wonky things as well. However, we have a weirdness. The people you work for don't really like us in particular. But there's a bigger threat out there right now. How much do you know about what's going on in the subway?
0: There have been multiple disappearances lately. Uh... There's some other problems that I would love for some people to investigate for me, but we simply do not have the, uh, the manpower right now. There's other problems in other supernatural
3: circles.
2: All right. So, and I lay out basically what I, just all cards on the table. Here's what I've learned about this thing on the subway. And I'm just going to kind of talk about its name, that it's, it's called Zemisi that it's, I assume we know at this point that it's called an antediluvian, or no, maybe. Yes. Uh, So I'm basically gonna tell her the information, like, what I learned about it. Uh, I'm not going to name names about the other ones, because I don't want to get Lenny's family, like, per name listed to her, even though she already probably knows about them. I'm just gonna mention that there was a similar thing to this in Bangladesh, was it? That took X, Y, and Z and all of these things to destroy it over a long time, months ago. And this thing is on the same scale as that Ravnos. So we are going to need a lot of people, a lot of factions working together to take this thing out. And the problem is, a lot of us don't like each other. I get that. I understand it. We don't all have to agree to this. It's more of the enemy of my enemy is my friend situation. Of this thing is a threat to all of our existences, and if we can take just that fairest moment to come together and actually cooperate, it'd be really nice if we could just take this thing out before it, you know, levels a city, and decides to spread and eventually
4: takes over the world. Marcy's gonna per- uh, pipe up when um, Cass is talking to um, Francesca, just kind of watching how Francesca's reacting to her as well and knowing that Francesca does not like Cass be like also Francesca if you don't do it for Cass asking you do it for me because this thing in the subway killed my uncle
0: okay I'm gonna ask um Britt what is, what is your best social ability
4: empathy expression intimidation
0: Okay, um, which out of those is the best?
4: They're all at a two. Okay. But I have excellency in... Well, I have excellency in empathy, expression, intimidation.
0: I would ask you to make me a charisma and empathy check. At, a difficulty six.
4: And then remind me again, uh, excellency does...
0: what? You can either spend an essence to get an extra three dice... Or you can spend an essence and a willpower to get to double your dice pool for the scene.
4: I'm going to spend an essence to roll three extra.
1: Okay.
0: This will be at difficulty six then.
4: Okay. So that's not. Not
0: Damn. At all. That's five successes. Okay. Now, same question for you, Christina. Um, what is your best social? Uh, what What are your social skills at?
2: Well, let's see. My best one is technically subterfuge. Uh, You're
0: not lying, though.
2: I know. Um, I guess it would be streak wise.
0: <laughs> Do you not have happen. anything in empathy, expression, or leadership. God, no. Okay. Oh um, wait, no,
2: I have one in empathy.
0: You know what? I think empathy is a real good trait for this. So um I'm going to ask you to roll your charisma plus empathy. Oh no. Add five <laughs> dice.
2: Add how much?
0: Add five dice, the amount of successes that uh Brick got. Cool. <laughs> Hey guys, Brendan here. Thank you so much for making it through this far into our adventures. If you liked what you heard so far, why not give us a follow or subscribe on your podcatcher of choice. Leave a review, comment, or even follow us on social media to see what we're up to. With your help, not only can you overpower my players with bonus XP in the next game we run, We can also trick the algorithms into believing that we're better than we are. As we're starting to wrap up everything here, I wanted to take a moment to thank Raphael Crux for our theme song, Epic Blockbuster 2, and other music in this episode was provided by Kevin McLeod, Alexander Nakarada, Komiku, Raphael Crux again, and Orchestralis. And finally, thank you, listener, for making it this far into our shenanigans. That is an epic feat in and of itself, so take a few stunt dive from me to you.